and and I'm gonna ask him every time that he comes into the gym, "How are you feeling?" Yeah, right. And it's hard as an athlete. Too, yeah, and if he it down and like it, that. yeah, and if he does, if he if he if he tries to hide it, right, then I'm gonna it's gonna show up in his training. started watching uh the exorcist tv series have you seen that no have i didn't seen? know there was a i saw i've seen the movies have you seen the previous for this i thought it was a movie when i saw the previous have you no. dude shit is crazy yeah i was kind of tripping last night like it's it's weird man like i don't know it's just it's just crazy that like like that shit really like happens you know what i mean like, <laughs> i mean i don't know i mean obviously not the whole fucking spinning of the head and people well, like and this shit, one's a little bit more realistic like the head this kid was uh what is it even called Ex- he was possessed there it is yeah um, i was like what the fuck he was repossessed well he uh no he uh so they just started doing the head turning thing and i was like oh god come on but like the demon actually just broke his neck to kill him so it was like turning, turning, and just went, and just broke, and he oh, just shit. dropped. And I was like, hey, that's more realistic. Yeah. But it was, dude, it, it is a trippy that's crazy. show. It's way better. I mean, obviously, the old one, when we were kids, that was like the scariest thing. <laughs> but now you watch it, and it's kind of like, okay, like, yeah. it's kind of like. Yeah, far-fetched. Yeah, but now it's Not like, happen. this one is pretty, yeah. pretty legit. It's, like, it's actually on FX. Like, it's a, on cable television. Huh. I'm surprised they, well, I was watching it on demand last night. It's nuts. Um, really really good though there was a there was something that came out not too long ago about this kid who got knocked out in a soccer game and he woke up and uh or actually he went into a coma he woke up from the coma and uh was fluent in spanish never spoke spanish in his life never studied it anything could only speak spanish that's crazy yeah but it's like I mean that if you've seen the exorcism of yeah, Emily Rose, they, like she speaks Spanish, she speaks yeah. Latin, yeah. Yeah, they do that in this one too. Yeah. That's trippy, man. Yeah. But it was like a it was like a version or like a dialect like of old, that hadn't been used yeah. since biblical times. Yeah. This was a yeah. real show. Dude, this or shit is like a TV show. Emily exorcism of uh, Emily Rose. So it was the movie. Okay. Yeah. But the kid that you're talking about, that's real. That's real. Yeah, that really yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, that really happened. Yeah, dude, that shit is. Well, nuts. that Emily Rose case, she's like German or something like that. Oh, that that is based on a yeah, true story. Yeah, based on a true story. Damn. But obviously, she wasn't climbing up fucking walls and shit or whatever. She. You was know doing. what movie I'm gonna go watch now that you said that? Because we were talking about seeing the movies tonight. Not Doctor Strange, but um, the boxing one. Have you seen that? It's based on a true story, where the dude he's like a young boxer and he comes up and he just like is uh just killing it. Like, but he lets fame get to him, so he's like partying and stuff, and he gets in an accident. I think he was drinking and driving, gets in an accident, and he ends up in one of those halos where like his whole neck and head have to be like locked in place, and he has all the wires in his head. And they're like, "You're you're probably not gonna walk." And then he starts walking. They're like, "You're never ever gonna fight again." And he oh starts yeah, yeah 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 okay shit. okay yeah that shit looks yeah. dope. So I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm, I gotta go see that. Yeah, that shit looks crazy. It's it's crazy. It's crazy that how many people have been told that they couldn't walk or that they were never going to be able to move anything again, like from the neck. Yeah, and they and they do it. Even they even like have like they're not studies, but records of like people who. um, It's like the whole placebo effect thing, right? Like, how much do you believe with uh, cancer? Like, 
they don't just like, there's people that say like, I believe, I believe, I believe. And they're just saying it and just hoping, but really they don't actually. And then there's people that actually fucking believe. And they're just so like convicted in the idea that, no, I'm going to get through this. And they do like, yeah, there's, there's, they, they did a study where they gave, uh, uh, they gave these people like, you know, they had like a headache or something, right? They gave these people a sugar pill and and said it was ibuprofen and their headache went away. Yeah. Dude, that's the power of the mind, man. It's like, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, so I, I'm like, I'm, I, I really don't take like ibuprofen or Tylenol. Like I don't take any of that stuff unless I absolutely like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I'm if, the same way. Like I can barely keep my eyes open or anything like yeah. that, but power of the mind, man. It's yeah. nuts. So really like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it for like six months to where I'm not even going to train and I'm just going to like. Sit there and just think, yeah, like fucking swole as shit. I believe. And then, yeah. Dude, like, I wonder if, like, you could, like, that would be an interesting study if they got people to, uh, I guess you can't really, I mean, I don't know about hypnotism or whatever, but, like, they, like, convince people that they have been training, they are, like, maintain, you know what I mean, or whatever they had to do, like, erase their memory and shit like that, but that would be crazy yeah. if you can maintain muscle off the belief that you're doing something you're not. I want to learn, like, the David Blaine type shit where you know what i mean where he's like you know if you're thinking of a number or like you're thinking of mm-hmm. a card or something like that like he makes you think it right like the, like a number like 20 or you know ace of spades yeah. like he makes you he plants it in your mind like you know what i mean yeah. just by looking at you it's like man i want to learn like imagine that was sales bro yeah did you, oh, watch, <laughs> did you watch i'm his, going to wall street huh he had a, like a special a couple weeks ago a new one. oh my did god really? that is crazy yeah man he had, with yeah pro- with the frogs yeah david blaine is back yeah what he, well he never went anywhere it's just that like dude it, it's it's i remember it's crazy he was a huge deal when he like froze himself yeah Times square so i've i've followed him like since the beginning and like it's crazy to see that super now fan. like yeah super fan of david <laughs> blaine and he looks just like my brother um, he does look like your- <laughs> uh but like he's he's addicted to what he does yeah like he cannot stop like there, there's one where uh he's so have you ever seen him do the bullet catch or whatever so he holds that thing in his mouth they shoot a shoot a 22 caliber bullet into his mouth um so he did that and that was like his i think that was the special before two specials ago and then now he's he did it again but it was a stronger caliber bullet right so they they did this whole mouth guard that's supposed to protect his jaw which ended up breaking um he he thought he thought he got he thought that yeah the mouth guard broke he thought that he was dead once uh like that's how strong the impact was uh from the bullet so I mean it was successful obviously or else they wouldn't have fucking aired it but um like it's just like and then he was like well we got to do it again because it, you know it, we got to clean it up or what I was like dude like he's a perfectionist yeah it's like man so like he caught a bullet with his mouth well so he's holding this like metal cup or this steel cup in his mouth but okay. he's got this mouth guard to where the steel cup goes in they shoot a bullet and this time instead of somebody else pulling the trigger he has a string that's attached to the trigger and he's pulling it himself. My favorite part of it was how he makes sure that the the sight oh, is yeah. perfect. He takes an iPhone and just yeah. looks at the reverse yeah. camera to make sure that the, the, the green laser is lined up in the <laughs> in the fucking cup. That guy's insane. And then like he's just asking he's so got really somebody's it's not like, like yes. a, um, it, it's really not like a magic trick. It's really just him being ballsy. No, I mean he goes around and does the magic tricks for right. like celebrities. But for that's just like, like that's that. more like a stunt. Yeah. Like, well he wants to do it real because apparently the the way that it used to be done was 
it was fake. It was like a yeah. a cap gun would go right. off. You'd hear the sound, and then right. oh, you spit out the bullet. But right. Uh, so he's actually yeah, he's really doing it. it yeah that guy's crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah. So i'm getting dude, like anxiety for what yeah. yeah but at the same time i can't like not watch it yeah it's the no, most amazing shit i've ever seen that's crazy yeah. there there was there was one where he was in a he was in a room and uh there was like butterfly wallpaper right like and he was just sitting in this room and uh, he's like talking to this lady and it, the trick was to bring all of these butterflies to life right like she didn't know that that was going to happen but like legitimate wallpaper and then all of a sudden all the butterflies and they just start flying around That's the not room. real <laughs> i mean explain it dude. <laughs> i mean it's some kind hey, of man. trick bro like he's fucking magic dude no, man. or he threw <laughs> he took like the cards and said think of a card you know whatever the suite and then the the number of a card don't tell him and then he like threw it and ended at, up on the other side of the at, well he threw it at um the phone that they're recording with and then one card stuck to it and that yeah card, i've seen that shit he put some glue on that one card or something <laughs> the and one he, card that and he, he has good put some glue on it i just i don't buy that shit man like <laughs> i don't know I just well. I don't know. like I'm, I I know he's talented, but they all have no, like he's, he's great at what he does. They have, yeah, yeah, I mean that's talent, he's right? I mean he has he, he has they all have tricks of how they make this shit work. It's right. an illusion. It's not like fucking magic. It's it's an illusion of how he can make people be like, I have no idea how the fuck that happened, but it happened, right? And he's good at it. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna say he's not, but he's not fucking Gandalf over here. Like that's impossible. Well, we can agree to disagree. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He's right. It's like my dad, man. I got we got we, we got in a huge argument on Thanksgiving because my dad is really into haunted shows like yeah. Ghost Hunters. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the and real ones, the the TV shows. Right. Yeah, and he thinks they're real, and so like he they're talking about how like our old house was haunted, and I'm like no, and they were like we used to whenever you weren't home we'd see stuff in your room, and I'm like no you didn't like, and my brother's all on board with it. And then there was this, I think I showed you, there was like that fog in his window. Yeah. Remember in his truck? So he had this fog in his window in the back seat, uh, back window. And he was like, why is there fog there? Like only in that one spot. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like it's just part of glasses, whatever. And he was like, there's a face in the fog and I can't see the face, but everybody else can see the face. So I'm like, okay, like you guys see something yeah. in it, whatever. He but, planted it in there. Yeah. Right. So the funny thing is, is he starts getting pissed and he's like, I'm going to go grab the picture. This guy documented it for 30 days. He took a picture of it every day for 30 days. And he like, pulls out his picture. I was like, how many pictures do you take? He's like, this is every day for 30 days. And the fog leaves and comes back in the same spot every time. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. But you literally would There's go outside. And, for something like you, that. Yeah, you yeah. take a picture every day for 30 days. It's yeah. the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So he's all like getting super fired up. So I started telling him about recently. I've been been having these weird like insomnia things like i told you about that where i just wake up in the middle of the night it's kind of creepy like shannon will wake up and i'm sitting straight up just eyes open but i'm asleep <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking what weird. yeah it's creepy man <laughs> and i've been watching hella like just like <laughs> yeah, literally dude just sitting straight up so like the other day like she the like usually she just like kind of grabs me and pulls me down and i guess i fall back asleep or something but the other day she was like what are you doing and i my response was i'm getting ready and she got quiet and then goes, for what? It's the middle of the night. And I said, okay, I'm going to bed. 
and then I just laid down and just out. And you just didn't remember it. I don't remember yeah. shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. But it's just funny because I told my dad that, and he was like, your room was always fucking haunted, and we'd see things. And <laughs> he's like saying all this stuff. And then my uncle, so my uncle's, um, he's a, a specific type of uh, Jew, and he had these visions, right? So like years ago. A specific type of Jew. Well, it, it's it's where like. Because certain Jews believe a certain thing, and they they're like a slight mix of Christianity. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a, it's 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 a smaller culture of uh, <laughs> Jewish people, okay. and so he he had this uh, these visions one night, right? Like the walls were bleeding. He saw like uh, I don't know if it was a demon. He saw some crazy like. So he got up and flew to Israel, moved away, and this was before he was religious. So he wasn't even religious at this point. Got up and left. Flew <laughs> that to, shit made him religious. Yeah, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. He flew to Israel, um, and then he, like, started studying everything, and he came back years later, and he was, like, full-blown, like, crazy, dude. So, like, he was like, well, I've seen, you know, spirits and stuff, and I was like, what? And he was like, I've seen, like, my, my friend's a pastor, and I've seen him cast out demons, and I'm like, like, an exorcism? And he was like, no, it's not an exorcism, because they're not Catholic, so it's called something different. But he starts talking about that, and the whole table is just going, like, ape shit. My brother's talking about conspiracy theories with Kanye West. My dad's talking about ghosts. He's talking Man. about demons. I'm like, you guys are all fucking crazy. None of that is shit is true. <laughs> hey, maybe you're But I'm crazy. waking up in the middle of the night, like, eyes white, like, you know, like. That's crazy. Dude, my family's nuts. Dude, so. What do you, <laughs> it was, what do you, like, the weirdest Thanksgiving. What do you think about, <laughs> speaking of Kanye West and, and going into the whole crazy thing, what, what do you think about the whole Kanye West thing, him being put into a, a mental hospital or, or whatever? So. I didn't even know until Thanksgiving, but like, it's funny because my have you heard all the rants and stuff like that of him being on stage and going on for like 30 minutes? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause my boy went to uh, that concert recently yeah. and he was like, it was dope until he started talking about some weird shit, like for hell long. <laughs> so I think that, I mean, one Kanye is kind of crazy. I get it. But my brother was talking about, um, there's this old card game in like the eighties of the Illuminati and like all these cards are like. They've uh they've pretty much determined like the Boston uh thing that happened uh the Boston Marathon thing, they've uh, determined like JFK assassination. They're like claiming that Donald Trump's gonna get assassinated. Then he has like these like lyrics from Kanye West songs that make sense and like a reason why his mom was actually murdered, not killed or not just died or whatever. So he had this whole thing, and I was like, man, I can't really say you're wrong because it makes sense, but I just don't like think it's that like. And then you were like telling me. That it's because, like, of taxes or some shit. And that made sense. Right. What was that? Well, it's a possibility. This made more sense to me. Yeah. Was it, but it's going to be hard to prove that he actually is crazy, quote-unquote crazy. But when they put him on that 51-50 hold, um, they canceled the rest of his tour, right? Well, in order to recoup all of that insurance money and profits from the tour, th like, the one clause would be that he is crazy or he's insane had some, like an illness or something. something to the fat something to that effect so like you can't just cancel the tour because you're sick and you're not and going to get that, get money, that money yeah there has to be this specific reason so so that made sense to me it's a very small percent percentage and possibility that that's the problem but if you think along with these other conspiracy theories right so he cancels the tour because of that gets that insurance money and then what two months ago they had that jewel heist in Paris with Kim, yeah. which, you know, again, directly related to him. That's another thing that they got the insurance money from. So if you think about it just this year, they've gotten hundreds of millions of dollars just from insurance for doing really nothing. Yeah. 
and how easy is it to like set up a like a heist like that like rob my rob my girl real quick yeah but the i guess the, to counter that the jewels the money that they got based off what was stolen was less than what the jewels were worth so they actually had more money having those jewels but yeah. it's sort of like a house you know your house is worth so much but it doesn't matter until you go to sell it so right. you don't really have that money anyways but right. that made more sense to me than all the other yeah, yeah. crazy conspiracy we'll, things we'll see it's it's I'm throwing the word crazy out like a lot more careful now. And the reason why sure. is if is if you've ever seen the Dave Chappelle interview when he came back from from Africa, I forget the guy's name. Um, but he was talking about, you know, how the media was just in, in the network. Comedy Central was putting out all the shit like, oh, well, uh, you know, he's into crack now. He's, he's going crazy. He's um you know, doing all this shit. And then he just up and moves to Africa. Um, and when he came back, he was like, you know, I was hearing all this stuff while I was there. Well, you know, I'd still call my family and they're like saying, Dave, what's going on? He's like, I'm chilling. I'm in Africa. <laughs> right. And, uh, so, and then he starts talking about, you know, Martin Lawrence, if you remember that, you know, he kind of had his crazy episode where he was in the middle of the street, waving a gun, saying that they're trying to kill me. And then Mariah Carey was like, after she signed this $100 million deal or something like that, she's on TRL and she's taking her clothes off or whatever. Like in, and people said that she was going crazy and uh, he was saying, well, like, you know, it's, it's, it's very dismissive to call somebody crazy and just throw it out there as soon as you see that stuff. And he was like, maybe the environment that they're in is a little sick. And I was just like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's true. Like, I mean, a lot of stress. I mean, you're a person of, uh, uh, with, with a lot of influence and, and power uh, among, you know, not just Americans, but but people all over the world. Yeah. And you have these certain expectations. So, you know, a lot of people are going to go through a crash and burn like that. You can't just expect somebody to to be super happy because yeah. they got a $100 million On top now. of all the hatred they get from exactly. everywhere. And, and criticism. And, I mean, even, yeah, and, and even death threats. Pressure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Dave Chappelle was like, man, like these people were, were trying to control me. And then that's when, you know, a lot of people started saying, well, well, it's, you know, Illuminati and this and that. Well, he refers to it as Hollywood. And right. then he keeps saying they and, and, and this and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm and that's I think you like, can't you can't deny that there's people pulling the strings. Right. Or trying right, to control right. certain situations. And that's how my brother but, connected everything to. Yeah. He was like, look at look at the media. Look at everything we watch. It's all celebrities, celebrities, celebrities. He was like that is what and he said illuminati was he was like that's what they use to distract us from what's going on and what they are doing because that's how they can power and control and blah 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 and all this shit and my brother like he's super into yeah. conspiracy theory so but well, there's but, there's so many there's so many theory but again like they just have the most influence yeah, so it's, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. but like how does that affect them as individuals that's what i'm saying i'm not going the whole yeah. illuminati or and hollywood route right. the thing is is like people that are really into that stuff like my brother they are extremely convincing. Yeah. Like he can right. sell yeah, that shit. Yeah, because he believes it. And like I'm when so you, like, yeah. fuck, I, yeah. don't even, I can't even argue. Well, it's like yeah. th- they said that Britney Spears was part of the Monarch program, right. which is part of the Illuminati, which is why when she was so young, at 17, she got the tattoo of the butterfly, which is a Monarch butterfly. Yeah. And then years later, she was so mind controlled that she lost her mind and went crazy. Under all that, another blah, blah, blah. person. But like if you read into it, sure, it can make all make sense. But is it realistic or is it just the pressure? And right. They've lost identity of who they really are. They're just living as that image. Yeah. And they're just trying to desperately crawl out of who they are. Right. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. It isn't like, I think like, 
I was watching Gary V Daily V the other day, and and he said something, and he was like, it was the day after the election, and he was pretty much just like, Trump's our president, it is what it is. He was like, no government, no person, no president, nothing can control who I am, what I do, and how successful I am and provide for my family. He was like, nobody can change that, so stop worrying about it. Sure. And I was like, dude, 100%. Like, I agree. And then he was like, he was like, there's no Team USA, it's Team Human. He was like, just live your life. And I was like, dude, I'm with it. 100%. That's why I don't even get involved in all that stuff. Plus, I'm not registered, so. So you don't have to. I can't. (laughs) So you never. It's just basically your way of not having to do jury duty, right? No, I can still do jury duty. Really? You don't have to be registered yet. Some states. You just have to be a citizen. I've been summoned to do jury duty like three times and never done it. (laughs) <laughs> I get out of it every time. It doesn't like there's some people that well, and it's so different. Like diarrhea. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate excuse. <laughs> For real? Yeah. I got diarrhea. <laughs> I can't just sit in here. <laughs> I gotta take a shit. <laughs> uh, have you used that? No, I always yeah. say work. So like a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, just get work off because if you can, you can get work off. You still get paid. Because you're missing work for jury duty. But what we do is, okay, if I can't go to work because jury duty, I have to get my clients rescheduled or covered by another client right. or a coach so I don't get paid. So my excuse is like, hey, like, I can't get, like, I'm not going to go and not get paid. I have to be at work. I'm sorry. And yeah. they say, okay, every time. It'd be different. Like, if I could still get money for being at work and then go do jury duty, I'd do it. I think they give you like six bucks and a yeah, bus a pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a sandwich for lunch. Fuck. I think it's kind of weird. Have you ever seen the OJ trial, the series? Nah, I can't imagine I lived that. Cause it, yeah, <laughs> just like those people, like when you watch the series, like those people got summoned for jury duty, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever, and then they're there for fucking four months. Yeah, or yeah but would you like, dude? They they had to leave them in hotels, and like they couldn't leave, couldn't see their family, couldn't watch like uh, news, current news, nothing. nothing. Yeah. They couldn't be on social media or whatever was back then. They didn't have yeah. because pagers. Like, they couldn't page each other. Yeah, they couldn't page each other. They couldn't go on what is it, AIM? <laughs> Did they, they, have they didn't have AIM they didn't then, have, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like they couldn't do anything because like it would affect the trial for months, bro. And then after a while, people started going crazy in there. Yeah, and like, dude, like fucking themselves up so they could leave. Yeah. Like, and then they had to uh, change juries and stuff. It's a good series. I remember. Um, really good series. When they, the local news would interview the juries that would get excused, they'd go on the local news oh, and they really? would talk about it and just all the cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. How old are you, Michael? Old enough to remember that. Okay, well how old is that? <laughs> when was it? It was in the nineties, right? Uh, it was like ninety four, ninety five. Okay. Yeah. I mean I was a kid, yeah, but so I, I still like, remember yeah, it. Yeah, I was like two or three yeah. years from but it's crazy. So uh so are we doing uh the conspiracy theory uh I episode, guess so that's right? what it turned into. <laughs> Let's do some Q and A. There is fitness talk, people. Don't worry. <laughs> you want me to fire away? Go. Fire away. away. Okay. So the first question that was submitted was from Fifi. And she references an earlier episode that we had talked about doing the split muscle training days. And uh, she she's wanting you guys to speak a little bit about the other styles of training that you prefer and why. Um, as far as like other styles of training, does she mean like Body, like splits throughout the week yeah well she said that um split muscle training days are not as great as other training programs right so what are some of those other training programs that you would prefer to do like we've talked about in the past full body um obviously it depends on the person yeah sure. and how many days that that you train i think it's safe to say anybody can get away with full body for sure 
Um, I think it just depends on which end of the spectrum you lie on, fat loss or muscle gain. If it's strictly fat loss, I would go with full body and I would go for like three days a week of heavy full body training because then you have enough room to do, you know, a couple high intensity cardio sessions, um, intervals, and uh, like maybe one, if you can do six days a week, one like low intensity, or if you're doing five, maybe do one high intensity, one low intensity. But So, So I have a little bit of something to say on that because... I mean, if you're doing full body and then you do high intensity uh, cardio on on those in between days, let's mm-hmm. say you do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday full body strength, uh, and then Tuesday, Thursday uh, full body conditioning day or, or high intensity. I, there's a recovery factor, I think, with with that. I think that if somebody's going to be training that often, I might, me personally, I might split them up a little bit um, to go, uh, you know, upper body. Um, you know, on one day, lower body on the next day, just, to, just so they have uh recovery. If they're just going to specifically do three days, mm-hmm. three days a week, I'll probably do full body. But man, like a lot of times, like, so I'll do like focuses, you know what yeah. I mean? So if I have, so if I have a guy and he's doing three days a week, like I might do one heavy deadlift day. And then the other two days are like a heavy overhead press and a heavy bench press, but more upper body focus. Then his conditioning days are like sled pulls and kettlebell swings. Right, right. If I have a girl, it might be a squat day and a bench day and then an overhead press day. That overhead press day is, is still full body, but it's more upper body focused. And then her conditioning days might be if she's more focused on glutes, it might be like all ab work and then like intervals on kettlebell swings. Yeah. You know what I mean? So something like that. Cause I do agree. You can't just over, but that's the same point is like, if I have somebody that wants to build muscle or even a girl who's already lean, who wants to just be more defined, I would go with four days a week and I would do an upper lower yeah. split yeah. for sure. Um, just because of that exact reason you're going to get more benefit as far as muscle growth. If you do it that way. Um, and I think if you're going to push past three days a week, I don't think you should do full body. And if you do, it's one of those things where just because like you're overdoing frequency right. at that point, right. I think that three times a week is the, there's some people that will do more than that, but I just don't think it's smart for recovery purposes um, because that's such a big factor in results. And I think that going over four days a week, you should split it up. Or if you're doing full body, maybe like you have just different focuses throughout the week. Or like, it, so if somebody's doing three days a week full body and they really want better glutes, I will have hip thrust in all those days. I will have like glute dominant exercises in right. all those days, but it's still full body. Right. So the compound lifts, squat, yeah, bench, 100%. deadlift. And if you're doing upper lower, I would probably go like squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, and then just base everything around those. So I've even done in the past where like one day is predominantly vertical pushing and pulling. One day is predominantly horizontal pushing yep. and pulling. You yep. know what I mean? So, um, and there's carryover muscles, right? So, like, when you deadlift, you're still doing a lot of posterior chain back. Like, if you're doing a trap bar, a lot of upper back. If you're doing a straight bar, a lot of lat. So, you got to think about that as well. Right. Um, so, there's still I, a I think that I think that if you're not doing deadlifts or relatively heavy deadlifts for you, it's I don't think I've ever seen somebody who has been, like, like their back has just been lit up uh, without doing that. Um, yeah. because I, I think it's the best exercise. Most people don't think of it as a posterior or as a, uh, as a back exercise, but I mean, dude, you got to create a lot of fucking tension in yeah. order to not to, right. to hurt your, your yeah. lumbar spine. So, and that's the thing is like, if you don't, you're not going to be deadlift long. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, um, you got to learn quick. I think a good example of that is 
I actually used to do like consistent measurements of like my muscles on a monthly basis and the most growth I ever had in my lats and it was like significant to the point that it actually kind of shocked me was when I did DUP. So I was doing uh, bench squat deadlift three days a week, like just those three lifts and then I would throw some like curls and chin ups and rows and just random shit afterwards or sled. But three days a week I was doing heavy deadlifts, um, sumos and I did that for, see and there's a plus and a minus, I did that for, uh, I was trying to do it for 12 weeks and I made it about nine weeks before I started having low back issues. And that's where I would say, I think bench and squatting is okay to do because there's so many variations, but I think deadlifting, you should probably stick to twice a week if you're going to do that. But the point is, is I didn't do as nearly as much rowing as I'm doing right now. And I had the most growth in my lats and it was just because I was deadlifting a lot. So, um, so for her, she actually ended up uh, signing up with me and, and doing online coaching with me. She asked this question a couple weeks ago. Um, so I think the best split is the one I got you on, <laughs> but, um, I, which is it's full body. It's three days a week and she's doing high intensity cardio a couple days a week and, and that's it. So she's doing five days. And, and the thing with her too is, um, she does uh part-time as like a side gig. She does uh, dog walking. So she walks yeah, a so ton. She, yeah, so she's getting yeah. plenty of like low intensity cardio in. So for her, it's just like, and I think that's for everybody. I think the best splits in general, because you can't really say this is the best on anything from nutrition to fitness or anything, I think would be three days a week, full body with some cardio days in between, whether it's high intensity or low intensity, and then, or upper lower split four days a week. Yeah. And, and see which I think works better for you too, because I've, I've done, I've done the, I've done that with my clients and kind of done like a, a beta test, right. And, and see what works best for each client. So doing, you know, uh, if, if I'm writing programs for them outside of the gym as well, okay. Like, all right, we're going to add another strength day. So instead yeah. of just doing three, we'll do, we'll do four. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, we could get into dynamic effort, max effort, um, whatever it is, I'll just play around with that ask them how they feel on a weekly basis yeah. and then adjust from there. And I think that's the whole point of having a coach, right? Like, so, okay, I'm going to train four days a week. And then you just kind of go in and do whatever and wing it and just like crush yourself every, yeah. like the way we program is we wave intensity loads. So either week to week or day to day. So it might go really high intensity, central nervous system, like stimulant day, and then a lower one and then a higher one. Or it might be this week is like, a lot of uh, central nervous system fatigue yep. and then the next week is really low but you don't notice that over the course of months because you just look at the paper and see what you got to do yeah. but that's really important there also doesn't need to be a name for things like people are like oh should i do a body part full body upper lower um you know bro split whatever it is but like right now what my coach has me on i love and there's no name for it it's like this month i have three upper body days and two lower body days because he knows five days a week of lifting is best for me um and that works great. Last cycle, it was three lower body days and two upper body days. But even some of my lower body days, like we had a, a, a like a rear delt focus. So I was still doing like face pulls and some raises and shit like yep. that on my lower body days. <clears throat> so it doesn't need to be like, oh, this day is uh, upper day. I'm only doing or this day is chest day. I'm only doing chest. Like you can you can do different things. Um, so I think it depends, but it also like I signed up for many months. So he knows like, okay, we're going to wave like the focuses throughout the next eight months. And and that's the real key is like commit yourself to a longer period of time. And the programming is a lot better rather than someone, you know, you have for a month. It's like, okay, let me just give them a generic program. It's like, if I know I have somebody for six months, I can like wave things. Right. And that's actually why I started doing those contracts for my online coaching is because like, I want to know that you're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Makes it easier. 
I think that in in going into that too is like when, when you think about if you don't have a coach right now, um, you know, obviously study as much as you can or hire a coach, but make sure that when you uh, whatever program that you're doing that you're actually getting into that that central nervous uh, fatigue, yeah. right? That central nervous system fatigue, like that's actually a good thing. I think that people try to avoid it yeah. because they still they feel like they need to. F- feel fresh all the time right uh which you're not really you're not going to get any significant uh progress doing that so you actually want to get into that that fatigue and allow your body to repair and recover yeah and that way you get get stronger stronger. yeah Yeah, exactly a lot of it is your body's going to get shredded yeah a lot of it is nervous system a lot of it is it's neuro but i find like a lot of people now a lot of coaches especially are on one end or the other it's like beast mode all the time i have to go so fucking hard and then you don't recover and then you end up falling off and you're injured or something or it's the people that are like so afraid to lift some fucking weight that they never really break through that plateau because they're not pushing hard enough like everything is always a middle ground and it's the same thing with nutrition it's the same thing with stress with work with life like it's always that middle ground you should never go to one end of either extreme you know what i mean so that that's actually a good thing because uh, a good thing that you brought that up i recently sat down with uh, a parent of one of the athletes that that i train and uh so he's training or he's in season right now um and he's he's a ball player he's a basketball player and she asked me what, okay, well, what is the next couple of months going to look like? And obviously we had to talk about schedule for him coming into the gym. Um, now they're playing games three, three times a week. They have practice twice a week, which is a lot of basketball. It's crazy. And that's, I mean, that's a hundred percent effort when you play. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're, if you're a high level athlete, you're going to play at 90 to hundred percent every, every time that you step on the court. So, her question was to me was, okay, well, what is the training going to look like without him getting burnt out? It's like, man, we're going to be training at like 60%. Everything. Like everything. He like should he leave. should, he should leave feeling like he could do a lot more. Yeah. Like that's, that's what the next couple of months is yeah. going to look like. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to do anything crazy. He's probably going to be training, uh, you know, 45 minutes. So that, um, and that's on the complete opposite side of that neural connection we were yeah. talking about, right? Like you're not fatiguing the central ner- nervous system, but it's almost like you're kind of just like, kind of keeping that fire lit a little exactly. bit, right? So it's still being recruited and it's learning because a lot of it is skill, right? The motion and the movements and being able to generate force and power in those motions, yep. like that's huge. And and I'm going to ask him every time that he comes into the gym, how are you feeling, Yeah, right? And it's hard as an athlete. Yeah, and if he does, if he, if he, if he tries to hide it, right, then I'm going to, it's going to show up in his training. Yeah. So then I'm going to say, okay, we're going to stop here and we're just going to do some primal movement. We're going to do some crawls. We're going to do yeah. some core work or something like that to where, you know, it's, it's still going to be extremely challenging for him. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not working his over his, uh, his nervous system into so speaking on a program front. You can't really even have a program nope. for him. It's all yeah. like by feel as you go, you exactly. know, um, but it's also on it, and that's completely opposite spectrum of like what she's referring to, because obviously her goal is strictly just fat loss um, and to get her hormones working right again and just feeling good and being strong. Right. Like, totally different. So in her case, we should push it a little bit. You know what I mean? But and this is actually going to flow into the next question pretty well. Um, so go ahead and fire that one off. Yeah. So the next one actually comes from Gigi. She has a two part question, uh, but it sort of falls in line with both of them. The, the first question, she mentions that she's been definitely working hard in the gym and putting forth a lot of effort, um, but, then, but then again, she feels that the next day or maybe the day after, she isn't sore. 
So she's curious to know if it's a bad thing that she's not really sore from her workouts. Okay. Yeah. And this just popped in my head when you were saying like, when you, you need to study and you need to like think about stuff, (laughs) you guys should also be asking questions because we're giving you a ton of shit for free. So it's like, and and not just our podcast, but a lot of podcasts do Q and a. So like, ask questions because real coaches love talking about this shit and they will give you info for free without even have to hire them. Obviously hiring them is better, but utilize it. Um, so with her, I think like usually when you first start a program, it is good to be a little bit sore. It's a new stimulus, either increase in volume, increase in intensity or increase in, uh, or variation of a exercise selection. Right. So, Um, especially with the way I program, I usually have a different focus each month. So every month there's a little bit more volume on a different body part just to switch things up. Um, I find that that helps a lot in the long term without having to constantly increase overall volume totals, which just switch the, the focus of the volume. Right. Um, so, but I think like at the same time is like, and we've talked about this before, you shouldn't be sore all the time. No, like you should, If you get a new program and you're sore after the first week, first time training that that way or whatever, and there's and your coach increased volume or intensity or picked a new exercise, you should be a little sore. Like that's a good thing, and I think soreness is a good gauge of like knowing that you worked hard and knowing that you're actually breaking down some muscle tissue, which is what we want. Um, but I don't think you should be sore all the time. No, like I because think, then you're constantly breaking down and you're not repairing. Exactly. And I think like usually usually the way it works and usually how it should work is week one, you're sore. Week two, you're not really that sore. Maybe maybe you squatted a little bit deeper so you did get a little bit sore, more, more sore or something. And then week three, not really sore. Week four, you're not sore at all. Or week four, you're finally sore because you've been, you're in need of a deload. So that's what I was going to say too. So it depends on your training yeah. experience. With her, she just started training with me. She hadn't trained like this in a long time. So for her the first example more yeah. so at the beginning but like people that have been training for a long time usually it's not till you need to deload every four six or eight weeks right or or even when you first get the program and it's it consists of new movements mm-hmm. or variations of exercise that you're not really familiar with don't think about pushing it extremely hard especially on the weight right yeah. like just the challenge of getting into new range of motion or performing a new movement is gonna is gonna challenge your body to where your your muscles are gonna be challenged and you're gonna feel sore yeah so you don't have to go 80 90 percent i think that's the problem is most people think that they need to train at that level all the time like it's okay to train at a lower intensity own the movement and then progress from there i mean mm-hmm. if you're on a four to six even eight week program then you have plenty of time to to push it, right? Like don't don't think about going balls to the wall as soon as you get the new program. Yeah. Right. And that's why I love the RPE scale. Like it, it works so well, especially with my online coaching. Is because like if it says nine, then you should probably be pushing it pretty hard. Like yeah. the eight reps in that set should be like you could maybe get one more rep, maybe two, but they'd be grinders. Um, if it says seven, leave a few in the tank, focus on controlling that movement and slowing down the tempo. Like that's what the reason that's there. Right. Right. Um, and I know her programs have that. So I think that's huge to utilize. And that goes right into the next question of hers. Perfect. dude. Uh, We're nice with this today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) she wants to know how often she should be increasing weights. She says that she's already increasing them and struggling by the last reps for sure. Perfect. I think, uh, like exactly what I said, if it's a nine on there, then yeah, you should be in, and you have a few in the tank, increase the weight. If it's a seven on an RPE scale and, and you still have two or three in the tank and that's it, 
and it's still like a ch- it, it should always be a challenge like unless you're doing like a warm-up or like i have people do like ytis or like glute activation at the beginning and if it says like a six or a seven you should have plenty in the tank it's just about getting some blood flow and just getting your body moving but um i think like everybody should strive to progress week to week like that's the goal right but if you think you're gonna put weight on the bar every single week you're crazy it's not going to happen. Like I, I think that a good a good way to address that is, especially if you have a spotter or uh, or a training partner or anything like that, or even if you don't, that don't really focus again on, on on adding weight every single week. What you could do is change up the tempo, right? Mm-hmm. So especially for your clients who uh, who who train with you online, if they don't have access to uh, uh, your coaching one on one in person. Um, you know, instead of going up five to 10 pounds every week, slow the tempo down on the way down. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's exactly three second eccentric. You know what I mean? Like anything like that. And so like, we got to think about what progression is. A lot of people just assume it's weight on the bar, right? So progression could be anything. So if I'm doing a bench press, uh, progression could be adding five pounds. It could be adding two and a half pounds. It could be slowing down the negative. It could be adding a pause. It could be adding a rep. It could be adding a set with half the reps because you still did a couple extra, right? Right. Um, it could be adding a drop set. Um, it could be changing the variation slightly. You know what I mean? It could be anything. So if you do, uh, like if you're doing bench press and you can't progress anymore, you're adding negative, maybe you go to a heavy dumbbell bench press because now we're incorporating a lot more, st- uh, stability, muscles and, and ex, uh, uh, things that are going to create more tension in your body rather than just the, the typical right. bench press muscles. Right. So right. there's different ways to progress things. Uh, maybe you're doing a chin up. Well, maybe you add, if you can't add any reps, you can't add weight, do a pull up. Pull up is strictly lats versus chin up is going to get, have a different lever. It's going to incorporate more arms. Yep. There's so many ways to do it. Um, I think a lot of people fall into the dogma of like, well, my paper says barbell. That's what I have to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, that's ideal. But, and that's why I switch my programs every three to four weeks because I know that, right? But for some people, we might follow a program for, like I did this, that uh, six week course thing I was telling you about. And I had a few people sign up for that. And it's like, it switches every two weeks. The compound stayed exactly the same throughout the whole thing because I just want them to focus on progressing that. But one week, it's a one-arm dumbbell row. The next week, it's a um, one-arm supinated dumbbell row. So that's our progression. We're changing the grip style, so it's going to switch things up a little bit. And then it's a T-bar row. But the whole entire time, it's staying as a horizontal row. right? There's different ways to do things. So think we answered her question i mean yeah. she, she's asking like she's got a lot okay so like it, it's she's still progressing i know that and and she's so far at the beginning too if you're in the first like you know couple months of training you're probably going to be able to increase weight pretty frequently so just focus on that yeah if you're really like for me i know certain lifts i'm just i'm not going to be able to jump up a lot of weight without fucking up my form so if i can get five pounds on my bench every couple men- months i'm pumped until then, I'm going to do pause reps. I'm going to do a drop set with a slingshot. I'm going to do all these other things that help me progress volume. Right. So the next question I've heard from a few different friends of mine, and I think uh, it's probably because of this time of year and the new year and everyone starting off with uh, some resolutions and whatnot. Um, so a few of them have started going to the gym, never having gone Good. to the gym before or really done much at the gym. Uh, and they said that they don't really feel like they know what they should be doing. They said they've been trying to do a little bit of everything from um, strength and cardio, trying to mix it up each time, but want to know, okay, what's the right way to actually start out when they're going to one of those, say, big box gyms? Right. Um, 
it's really, really, really simple. Um, push, pull, hip, knee, core. Mm-hmm. Right. And for those of you who don't know what, you know, hip, knee, uh, hip, knee is, or even push, pull, I think, um, you know, like a pull would be a row variation or uh, chin up or pull up or something like that. Pushing, you got bench press, you got dumbbell presses. You got push-ups. And I think it's um, safe to say, like, for the push and pull, I would start, if you're, like, if we're talking brand new people, start with horizontal. Yep. Just because it's less likely to have any issues with the shoulder girdle and everything. Yep. Um, Hip-dominant exercises, deadlifts, um, Romanian deadlifts, RDLs, uh, with hip either, thrust. yeah, hip thrusts, um, knee-dominant lunges, squats, Step stuff ups. like that. Yeah. I would always, if you can, like, if you're going to do the same thing, like, let's say you just want to pick one workout that's very simple and you're going to do it three times a week. Do a deadlift supersetted with a horizontal push and then do a single leg knee dominant movement like a lunge or a step up or something supersetted with a horizontal pull. Yeah. So you could literally do kettlebell deadlift for 10, push-ups for 10, five rounds. Then you could do a step up for 10 per side and a TRX row for three to four rounds and then finish with some basic cardio, either high intensity or low intensity. Do that a few times a week. And I think lifting before you start adding cardio would be better for you because your body's not going to adapt um as quickly to lifting because you can progress easier um with cardio it's like oh i'll add five minutes add five minutes add five minutes. you're not going to be at, on the treadmill for hours like and hormonally that's just not healthy for you whereas strength training improves your hormones a lot so always go to lifting first do it the right way though do it safe um and don't be afraid to lift weights like i think that's like a big fear of a lot of people don't right. go in the gym and just use machines yeah. it's, it's better well i think it's lack of knowledge 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah but like it, it's laziness too because nobody there's so much information on the internet that's good there's a bunch of bullshit but there's so much like like we both know go to the vigor ground web uh website go to the vigor ground um youtube or the facebook go to either one of our facebooks either one of our instagrams my website boom performance my youtube channel there's so much info i have a bunch of exercise demos on my uh youtube for free that i use to send online clients links but anybody listen to this client or not you can go on there and look at them and learn how to do movements properly Bigger Ground Fitness has a ton, or Luca Hosevar. I don't know what the YouTube is under, it's, but yeah, I think no I think Luca Hosevar. I think it is Luca yeah, Hosevar, yeah. but there's a ton of stuff on there, like very very simple exercises, right? And uh, yeah, I think that's the best thing is just go in there and just do some stuff. Hip knee push pull is probably the best thing, and some for core. If you can start adding planks in, that would be smart too. Shit, that's your finisher. Some yeah. planks like that. If you can, you can literally do the, what we just said three days a week, and you will be golden. Um, and then obviously there's easy progressions. You don't have to change reps or sets or anything for a long time. All you got to do is like, okay, I did kettlebell deadlift for three weeks. I'm going to do double kettlebell this week. Then I'm going to do dumbbell Romanian deadlift. And then I'm going to graduate to a barbell, right? Like you can just keep changing and there's fucking a thousand lunge variations that you can do. And that's a progression itself. So very, very simple. Um, I think that's the key. And then, uh, and then, yeah, just like with nutrition for new people, just eat real food. That's the easiest way to go. If you start focusing more on whole foods and don't restrict yourself from eating shit never, like I think everybody should should have a beer or some junk here and there, but if you focus on 90% of your food coming from whole foods, you will lose weight. And if you struggle with variety in your diet once moving to whole foods, download Pinterest and just (laughs) seriously, there's so many fucking recipes on Pinterest. It's like, it's crazy. Use that. 
super simple stuff. I finally went on there the other day because Shannon uses that for recipes. Dude, and Pinterest like, is the shit. Hell of stuff. Hell of guys like will like make fun of me because I had like a Pinterest account. Yeah, you did too. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> I wasn't. Like, I was man. looking up. Some, I think I was looking up. Uh, cars on their jeeps before i got my jeep and there was like just so many dope things yeah. on there it's kind of like instagram in a way yeah. like that's why i like instagram i use it as like a vision board yeah that's what i was gonna say it's, it's a lot better for those purposes yeah. but no that's huge and like just just there's so many free recipe guides online like just get creative with it like that's the biggest key boom yeah. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.